Hi, I'm K Rajin. I'm from uh, Time Spot on the Beat. Today we are here to talk about the national team's recent performance, national football team. We have qualified for the Asia Cup uh, on merit after 42 years, and for that we have our guest today, uh, Gold.com's uh, correspondent in Malaysia, Mr. Oikin Fai. Thank you for coming. No problem. It's a pleasure. Well, it has been a week since uh, the success. I think the euphoria have, have come down. Uh, everyone's feet is back in the ground. But do you think still there's uh, a need to continue this uh, this celebration mode to savor this uh, this this joy, this this success? Uh, how long should we savor this moment, <laughs> and how early should we uh, get back to earth? For the fans, the 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 enjoyment will last until the next game. Until the next defeat, but for the administration, for FAM and the national team, the work starts already to prepare the team for for the finals. Um, you were at the stadium as a fan, as a guy doing a job, uh, your job that day. In your own uh, point of view, how you see or how you rate this success? Yes, 2010 was a start when the national team won the AFF Suzuki Cup, but things were stagnated after that. Uh, there were a glass ceiling that we couldn't break. Mm. Finally, we have done it after almost 10 years, more than 10 years. So, as a fan, first, how you see this success? How you rate this success? You know, in, in some people's mind, there are, this competition is a bit diluted because from 16 teams to become 24 teams, and even in the third round, it's only half, almost half of the team qualified to the, the finals. But that doesn't take away from what what the Malaysia team, national team, achieved because. They still have to do it, no matter the who who's the team that they face. They still have to do it, and in the three games, despite losing to to Bahrain, I think they more than showed it that they deserve to be there. So as a fan, it's it's hard not to feel proud because for as you, as you mentioned, the the football in Malaysia has been doldrums for so long. Um, last triumph, 2010. Even then, we couldn't. Uh, it couldn't spark a national. Uh, how to say? It couldn't be the catalyst for for football to keep becoming better and better. We we drop almost immediately after the tournament. Um, hopefully, this time around, it it can be the the spark that that you know makes Malaysian football grow better and better. In, in terms of professional view, uh, we have been there from the day one when this. Uh, qualifying campaign begin. The FA of Malaysia was very confident. The coach back then, uh, Tan Cheng Ho, was uh, very buoyant uh, uh, mood. He was very, very, very confident. He said, "We can do it, uh, no matter what happens." And when, to be exact, we started from the the early stages of this campaign. We even went through the playoff from the qualifying. So, it had been a very long journey, and COVID happened. It prolonged the journey. Uh, looking back from the start. Uh, How how did you rate our campaign from the day one when when Tan Cheng Ho was in charge, uh, when the draw was out? From my opinion, when the draw was made, I I was quite confident we had a chance to go through. Um, if if not the top place, at least the second place, uh, one of the best second place finishers. But um, you know, I think we can categorize the the entire qualification that started in 2019 until now into three phases. The start and the end was good, and the middle not so much, because at the start we we like like against Bahrain recently, uh, Tan Cheng Ho's team put up a major fight against United Arab Emirates UAE, um, and beat Thailand, beat Indonesia. So 
it's hard to say now because we are not uh, magicians. But uh, if there is no COVID, it's very hard to say. You you can't discount the possibility that Tan Cheng Ho could have taken the team through already. When 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 Tan Cheng Ho uh, resigned, it was a blow. Uh, a lot it it sent waves uh, in in Malaysian football because this was the guy who who was have been a part of the system. He was an ex international, an assistant coach. Uh, the team started to play uh, entertaining, exciting football under him. So when he decided to quit la, earlier earlier this year, no, I'm sorry, uh, late, last uh, year. late last year, and and do you think that was uh, uh, a step behind? Would would that jeopardize our campaign? Um, actually, if we look purely on on Tan Cheng Ho itself, uh, his time probably you can see it coming to an end because of the way the team uh, responded um, and the way the team performed in the Suzuki Cup in Singapore. Uh, it kind of looked like looked to me that um, the players were not fighting for him, not doing what they were required to do. So a change at the top was required. So then the worry was whether we are going to put to waste what what Tan Cheng has built uh, for this uh, to, in in the road to the Asian Cup. And um, along came Kim Pangun. Uh, <laughs> there were a lot of um, doubts about him, uh, valid doubts because he has not been in a job for. Uh, as a national team head coach for quite some time, and uh, but you know, uh, end of the day, he qualified. He took the team through, so you have to hold your hands up and praise him. When we say a uh, uh, new guy comes in, the broom, new broom always sweep, sweeps the best and and immediate impact. It's easier said than done. Uh, we had few match matches to prepare, friendly matches. We went to stint in Singapore. Uh, but somehow everything fell into place. When when Cheng Ho left, uh, there was a vacuum, and like you mentioned, uh, to progress, to bring that step, the next step, to bring the the team to the next uh, level. Uh, how do you rate that that this short short uh, period of time? And then the fact that we are coming off COVID, the season was hampered, the players were not really at their best. Everyone was struggling, but somehow. Everything fell into a place, and and uh, Pangun managed to hit the ground uh, running. Uh, but the process itself, what do you think was the catalyst for that? Everything to fall in place, and and it just worked. Management, to me, is pure management. Um, they keep, and Pangun came in. He didn't waste any time. He knew straight away what he wanted, what he wanted from the team, what he wanted from the players, what he wanted for his staff. We cannot take lightly. The contribution from his staff, uh, his assistant coaches, his co-coaching coaches, what they did, what they, how they supported him was very well. And the main thing was the messaging. The messaging, well, us in the media may not have uh, liked some of the responses that Kim uh, Pangon gave to us during uh, interviews. But him with the players, everything is clear. It's a clear message sent out to the players. This is what is required of you. This is what how we will support you. And everyone was on board, so you can see from day one itself, um, everyone was jive tuned in on in the same plan, and and that provided a great help. He actually had a uh, the the first so-called assignment, international assignment. He had it was not convincing. Uh, we lost to Singapore, and and we look look like we are the same team back again. Where, where 
flashes of brilliance, uh, potential was shown. Uh, to fine-tune that towards the qualifiers, how you see that process? How much the players snapped up from the dream from the uh, last AFF's uh, poor outing and, and quickly regroup? And, and I do believe that players have a say in this success. They all work together, and but Malaysian players, they tend to... Um, the national team players especially, when there's a slump, they always dwell there and, and it, it's a uphill battle for them to regain the, the confidence, the, the, the old form. So what, what was different uh, after the AFF? Uh, if you're talking, I mean, you're talking about the Singapore trip, which uh, there were signs. There were signs that uh, of how Bangon wanted to structure the team, how, they, how he wanted them to play. But of course... In the very first uh, production of it, it's very hard to see a 100% or perfect game. So we also had to take into account that came at a time when the league was only just starting. So players, they not have their game time, players who are just coming back from injury. So there's a lot of things to consider. So come end of May, when, when the team gathered again... Um, of course, there were also players within the squad that did not have much game time or even none, some. But at least it's a longer period of training, sustained training that they have gone through and Bangkok himself and the staff had pretty substantial time to to work up the fitness of the players and you can see that clearly from the starting training. Uh, there were a lot, a lot of emphasis put in by the physical trainer. So, you in this in this in these three matches against Turkmenistan, Bahrain, and Bangladesh, you can see a more sustained sustained pressure or sustained high performance or intensity that the team put in compared to previously. So, you have to say what he wanted. He 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 made he did the homework to get it. And when when you say high intensity, he have been uh, Kim Coach Pangun have been always. Uh emphasizing on this in every single PC that he had. Uh, every single time he talks to the media, he would emphasize on that. Uh, there's always a question when players are not fit, uh, not playing regular football with their clubs in the M League uh, to, rep- to, to bring their performance to that level. He managed to achieve it. But um, in the qualifiers, in the first uh, game and then uh, followed by the second and third, uh, when when uh, how did you uh, do, do you see that the players can sustain that performance uh, and would this be uh, yes we achieved the target they they achieved cross the crossing line finish line but beyond that uh, are they capable of pushing I think that is still a big question mark because you would see how Pangon rotated his team throughout the three games because that is a sure sign. I mean, we can tell immediately who, who are the best 12, 13 players in the squad. That you, you will slot in and you fit in into a starting 11. But despite that, he made the changes that he required in the, sec- in the second game because um, the players, as you would imagine, would not be able to cope with that kind of intensity on that kind of pitch. So it was a smart move and one which ultimately worked out because... What was very important was the very first win against Turkmenistan. That set the path for everything to be a success. Uh, had that not been achieved, it would probably we would probably be sitting here um, saying all the negative stuff. Mentioning about negative uh, part of the game, 
they were uh, repeat mistakes, especially the goalkeeper uh, Farizal. Everyone uh, pointed out the mistake. Yes, at high pressure, you have to make risk, uh, take risk, and and uh, you are susceptible to make mistakes. It's it's a risk and reward situation. Uh, he he repeated two matches, almost a similar type of uh, judgment, poor judgment. And, and immediately he was dropped for the next game, the final game. Yes, we, we needed a win. Maybe it's to... What what do you think was the reason dropping him? He's still one of the better guy, better goalkeepers in the country. Yes, he is. He is still one of the better goalkeepers in the country. And it's always tough for goalkeepers because one mistake and they are always blamed because that is a concession of goal where a striker can miss and miss and miss and still uh, be given opportunities. I found it weird that he was dropped against Bangladesh but we also need to remember that it is only Bangladesh so whether it's Shihan or uh, whoever else playing Kalamula or even if Kalamula was in the squad I don't think they would be facing a lot of trouble so it's it's not a good measure of things when if because we saw we saw how far, how good Fariza was in the Asian Champions League for JDT so he is not over the hill yet as they say um, so I do believe he still have a, ch- have a role to play he is one of the five captains in the squad uh, one which Bangkok trusts but perhaps just wanted to take him out of the, of the uh, firing line after the, the mistakes and, and when we talk about the guys who perform and, and obviously uh, the football fans throughout the country the guys who follow football uh, still reacting negatively to uh, some of the players they perceive uh, to underperform every single time when given a chance, especially players like uh, those naturalized players. Uh, Sumare stepped up and and were was one of the better players against the Bahrain match. Uh, Deepola is still a hit and miss, but do you think that he still, you know, his quality is still there? He have uh, performed. Uh, he has a track record in the M League, but. Do you think it's about time to to bring other players into equation and then uh, maybe his time is up with the national team? He's, he's trying to record with the, in the local Super League. Yes. I think that was a few years back. <laughs> um, I sat in, in this very same spot uh, a few months back and I said, Nipala shouldn't be called up again. He was called up again and we see the same kind of performance. Unfortunately... Pangun's uh, justification, if I if I'm not mistaken, he said I take these players based on their record, past record, <laughs> and it yes. seems uh, it's it stucks out like a sore thumb with with. What we <laughs> see from Dipala, it doesn't jive with the rest of the team, in terms of what is asked of them. So is it fair that you have a player that is given such rights or such privilege uh, that he doesn't have to press? Is it fair that Darren Locke is being asked to? to run 10 times more than uh, Di Paola. Yes, you can adjust your game to Di Paola, but that wasn't done. All right? We did not change the game when Di Paola came into the pitch. We tried to play the same way. So that means you don't need that kind of striker. I mean, he, he at his age now and with the tournament next year or maybe even the following year, I think the time is up. When we all know that the three point it's uh, it's confirmed against Bangladesh, it's just how. So do you think looking at the lineup, uh, of course win is guaranteed. But do you think Pangun was uh, looking something more to bring forward, bring ahead for from that match? He said immediately after the game that they always want to play to win, and 
with the crowd that they they saw in in the stadium, they wanted to entertain as well. And to do that, uh, he he chose his his best lineup, and they the fans were treated to an attacking display for for most of the match. I I do like that side of him, that you don't take for granted uh, whoever we are facing. So, if we of course, you could have played a second string side and you would have eked out a 1-0 win and still qualified. But that wouldn't be nice to the fans, right? Fans wanted to see goals, wanted to see a all-powering, all-conquering display. And to an extent, I think everyone went home satisfied at night. Looking back at our campaign, uh, something that, that a lot of people overlook is we are still conceding goals, even with Bangladesh. Not uh, denying that they were a bad side, not saying that they were a bad side. They still uh, try to play football. Yes, we know they are lower ranked, but uh, they did what they are good at and they managed to get a, from, a goal from a set piece. And for our track record, we have uh, not stopped. I think it's for the longest time we have not uh, had a clean, clean sheet. So Philippines, Philippines, which is uh, we know that was not a strong <laughs> Philippine as well. <laughs> so, do you think uh, it, it's a thing that that Pangon needs to fix? No matter who we play, we are conceding. So there's something wrong. Definitely something we need to fix ahead of the Asian Cup because we will be facing teams that are twice, three times, or maybe four times stronger than who we have faced so far. Um, we wouldn't want to see a, a drubbing from the national team. Uh, we, if if we are going to lose in that in those matches, let it be uh, the one that that we fight for, that we challenge, uh, one two or two zero, but not not four or five. So that's something that he has to work with. You can see he's played uh, four at the back, three at the back uh, against Bahrain, where three at the back was played is probably the the tactic that he might use going forward against stronger teams. Um, but of course, you would need uh, better individuals in those positions, and he has probably a year, either to find someone, or to improve someone to that level. Okay, looking at our campaign, uh, wrapping up our campaign, who do you think? Uh, who are the players? Do you think who would who should be a, a a regular or should be in the next call up for the when the when the uh, preparation for the Asia Cup begins? And who should be X from the team? Personal preference of mine would... My number one choice will always be Shami Kuti. I think he's indispensable. First name on the list, huh? First name on the list. He's indispensable. There's no one else like him in the country. No one else can play his position and do what he does. You, you saw how the, the Bahrain number 14... And that's what Shami can do can be, or can be if he gets consistent game time. But of course, there is still a big gap between the two of them right now. Uh, Dion, Dion Kuz is has done well. But of course, he is still a player with uh, a few mistakes in him, game by game. Uh, majority of the players you would keep, uh, I think we, I've liked uh, the, the revival, the Akia I've shown on the, in the beginning when he's wearing the national team jersey. And also, he has shown some improving performances for the club. Overall, yeah, I think enough in the naturalized players. The two of them, Liridon wasn't in the squad this time. Uh, Di Paola in the squad but did not show anything. Um, yeah, I think pretty much you would keep majority of the squad. Another player that, that uh, 
seems to do too much and too hard and and working too hard until he's getting uh, not not being his old self uh, safavi rashid uh, he's a player with immense uh, talent immense ability but uh, he tends to score goals do something great and fade out do you think this is one problem or one area that pangun need to because he's obviously can easily be one of the best players uh when he's when when he's his head is straight when his head is in the game but he does it 15 minutes and then scores a goal and he, he goes missing do, do you think he's a problem that need to be fixed and what would you tell him it's not fair for me to tell him uh anything i think this is a joint uh responsibility between Kpangon and also JDT here is a player that two years ago before before covid struck we were looking at and thinking hey this is one of the best players in southeast asia let alone malaysia and someone we thought could could go to a k league or j league uh, that didn't happen but he's still very young so it is the responsibility of both coaches club and country to help him find back that confidence because it's not just pangon's job pangon has him for for three times a year or four times a year the rest of it majority is at the club yeah pangon can visit jdt and work together a plan they can both come up with a plan join sit down together and come up with a plan to help because if you have him firing back on all cylinders and you have ari firing you have akia firing i don't think there is a better better team in in southeast asia or maybe even as asia level that has three bringers that good um in in terms of uh, another player uh, uh, he has been, he have been given a armband uh, our shafiq ahmad he had overcome a lot of uh, personal tragedies and and uh, he is a player who have been hungry he took a loan uh, to kedah went back home and, and performed well and win back a team in the national team and scored. he kept his campaign with a goal uh, another uh, underrated player So how you how you see uh, this player is going back to JDT? What he needs to do? He needs to get game time, <laughs> which is what he got. Uh, I mean, on loan against uh, on loan to Kedah. But now it is you have Buxton there, you have Forestry there. Um, might not get as much game time, so that's a big worry because he he is someone with immense quality, which we do not have a lot of options. With whatever Darren Lock produces, his finishing quality, his technical quality, you can say maybe is not the same level as Shafiq. So uh, when we go up against stronger opponents, I think it's less what Darren can do, but more what Shafiq can do. So hopefully he can he can get the game time required to maintain or even increase his his levels. Okay, uh, in the last game uh, against Bangladesh, Dion Kuls were handed the armband. Do you think um, that then sets the tone for the future national team? Not not the next next few matches. Maybe uh, for the longest time, we have a guy who 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 can play play few roles and and had the composure. Yes, like you said, there's some few mistakes here and there. But uh, do you think that we might have uh, next Captain Marvel coming up? <laughs> I don't think that's the way it will go because Pangon has always stressed that he does not want one single player to be uh, how to say the 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 beacon of the team. He wants the whole group. 
even then so that's why he has five players as captains uh, Dion is one of them Farizal Shafiq Safiq Rahim and uh, maybe Shahrul Saad I'm not sure um, so I think most games if but you can see the preference it's Dion will not will not get the armband first but you in, in today's game you don't the armband really don't mean that much it's the leadership is shared around the team and Dion Leon with his experience was certainly someone who has been barking out orders and giving guidance to the team and and moving forward the qualifiers is done and dusted we are there we have most probably a year or if it goes to 2024 uh, there are some time there are there are time for us to prepare uh, there are talks about uh, needing to improve using this uh, before the draw to to try to get back get into the port number three we are in port four so do you think that would be uh, a target or just work on the friendly matches or whatever tournament or competition comes up to polish the team to be uh, a contender to qualify from the group stages when the Asia Cup uh, begins definitely the latter because improving FIFA ranking is not something you can do uh, in six months or one year because there is only so, so limited number of matches you can play uh, even if you want to play you're already targeting a certain team which you could win higher up they may not want to play with you so the most important thing right now is to plan for the Asian Cup Finals we need to play stronger teams we, no disrespect to those some of the teams that we have played but it's better not to play against uh, Timor Leste Sri Lanka or Bangladesh we have to aim higher you have to start looking at uh, the top 10 or top 15 in Asia as people who can improve, help improve the team because that is what Bangkok need to see. Whether these players have the ability to cope in uh, matches with where they are second best, how would it, how would it look like? How would it, uh, what can he do to improve the team? And, and looking at uh, playing stronger opponents, uh, the, the problem with general Malaysian, it's hard for them to accept defeats. Uh, they rate performance second. Always secondary performance, uh, secondary individual improvement. That doesn't seem to be a concern. They just don't like to see the national team lose, uh, national team getting a trashing. The perception of losing is uh, it's, it's more vital for, for football fans over here. But do you think uh, there's a, they need a shift in, in the way that the fans think? Yes, of course. Then why why would they grumble if if uh, Malaysia lose to uh, Bahrain, lose to Vietnam? Because we are playing, practicing against teams lower that lower levels than that. To be better, you realist at the very least, you have to look at teams who are ranked uh, where Turkmenistan is, around that level. The plus plus five places from Turkmenistan, minus five places from Turkmenistan. Realistically, those teams we can win and also give us great points for FIFA ranking. Okay. Um, we played Turkmenistan, we beat them. Uh, Bahrain 2-1, that was a decent scoreline as well. How much gap do you think we have closed uh, with, the, with, the, with the teams, the, the bigger, better teams uh, above Malaysia in the ranking? If we perform to uh, 100% of what we are capable of, 
Even teams like Bahrain, we can provide a challenge. And that's that's the basic minimum you have to ask for a team. For me personally, I've never asked for a team to my team to to bin anything or beat anyone. I've only asked for them to challenge in any game. If we can discount the likes of Japan, South Korea, uh, maybe even uh, Iran definitely, and maybe even Saudi Arabia. But for the rest, you should be able to think I, that Bangun can set something up and make sure that Malaysia remains uh, a team that is competitive. Okay, uh, thank you for coming in and, and entertaining our questions here. It was refreshing to learn the insights, uh, the things that from, from your observation. Thank you. Thank uh, you. you have uh, high hopes on the team. Uh, yeah, hopefully we all have. Uh, and I believe, uh, same like every other Malaysian here, we have achieved one step. We are, we are pushing to go for the next step. Again, thank you for coming. Hope everyone's, every football fan's wish in this country happens. We, we make a bigger impact in the Asia Cup when it begins. And thank you for listening.